You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. National Championships. 27 SEC titles. 131 first-team All-Americans. 70 postseason appearances. 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. has been breaking left and right. We're going to discuss a lot of different things. Martin Houston, a former fullback at the University of Alabama. It is um, a crazy day, and you know, doing a show in Tuscaloosa gives us a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Martin Houston, I hope you're having an awesome day, man. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. I am having a great day, It's not Ryan. the game, though, Martin. It's not the game. It's Alabama tradition, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess i got to put a dollar in the jar, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you need to build up that uh, Christmas money. <laughs> but no, man, it is, it's a great day and uh, just kind of craziness of everything going on. Thought I was going to be a few minutes late, but made it just in time uh, to have a full show with you and looking forward to it, man. Martin, we we look at some topics and I want to I want to get you into a couple different conversations. I don't know. Have you, have you been around a uh, Twitter feed in the last 45 minutes? Uh, I, I did see, uh, if you're referring to some of the NASCAR stuff, I did see a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I tell you what, into it. Can, and I want to, I know this is not Alabama football, but uh, we we can discuss this, and, and I've tried to make a, a couple of different stances today that we have to seek the truth. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the NASCAR statement, uh, and then I'm going to read you the, the FBI statement. Uh, this is NASCAR statement. The FBI, FBI has completed its investigation at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. This was obviously well before the 43 team's arrival and garage assignment. We appreciate the FBI's quick uh, and through investigation, we are thankful to learn that this was not intentional racist act against Bubba. We again steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. Uh, Martin, you got a reaction to that? Uh, well, you know, good news, first of all, um, in terms of the fact that it wasn't. Uh, a target wasn't a hate crime, wasn't just you're talking about bold, blatant racism if that was the case. And that's the way I kind of covered it on my show, uh, in terms of if that noose was placed there, this person really is committed to their cause, uh, to take that type of type of chance. So in that sense it's good news. The bad news, Ryan, is once again the mob mentality that we're we're so desperate in this society 
to to jump to conclusions. What what happened in this case is very similar to uh, what many police officers are being accused of is assuming and jumping to a conclusion and treating as guilty and all of that. So uh, in that sense, this mob mentality, uh, the media, the uh, ability to get to the whole world uh, based on your computer is both a good thing uh, because it gives us a voice, but in cases like this, man, to me that seems like such a obvious thing to have been blown out of proportion, and that's the bad part. And I've heard you say it numerous times, I'm not always worried about being first. I'm more concerned with being right. Well, and, and it just, if there's anything, you know, you try to look at things half full rather than half, half empty. There's nothing that can be done in the last 36 hours that can be done in the next 36 that can correct what went wrong because there's all the story's already written. Uh, they're already out there. There's hard to take that back. And this hurts in the future because what if there is a situation that something like this happens in the future? We're going to question that. We're, we're going to question it. And, and, and it's not going to be purposely done. So you can look at it that way if there is something that happens in the future. I mean, let, let's say this weekend there is a uh, huge something, really, uh, that deserves our attention. It won't get our attention. It won't mean the same. But NASCAR, to me, is I, I go back, and I've said this multiple times, they owe it to the people when they release that statement on Sunday evening at 9.51. You started your show the next morning, Monday at 6 a.m., and all we know is what they released. And they, I just think that NASCAR owed it to the people to dig a little bit deeper because they threw gasoline on a fire, and I'm thankful that it didn't end up any crazier. You know, we had a pretty unifying moment yesterday, uh, prior to the race, with uh, the drivers pushing the car, and 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 those things are are positive changes. But I also say that this thing could have went other way. I mean, we could have started a well, feud like no other, and it would have been NASCAR's fault. Yeah, and Ron, to me, the way I, I look at it, and this is, you know, you say half empty, somebody else says half full. I always look at things like um, the oil stick in your car. Um, it is it, the level is where the level is. Uh, it's neither half empty nor half full. That may be uh, the the fill line, uh, but we don't look at it that way. We're always looking for either the optimistic side or the pessimistic side versus looking at it for truly what it is. Uh, you know, like when you fill up your water in the car, there's a little line that says fill line here, and and, and that's not completely full. And so, what do I mean by that? is I believe that our desire to see things, uh, read things into it versus just looking and assessing can totally paint a picture. If this doesn't teach us a lesson, we have, we have covered this story, um, and, and like you said, fortunately it generated a lot of public perception of positivity, Ryan, but do we know what? the uh, hate that have been sown that has a little longer harvest life. We don't know that yet. Um, and, and so our, our ability to look at a situation and 
just assess it without without that it, it, it's now tainted, and that's what you were saying earlier. Because we are looking through everything through everybody is right now a racist or 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 uh, in my case, if I speak up and I say something um, that doesn't go along with the most popular narrative for an African American, then I have been told that I'm not woke and I'm not. Uh, I've been I got told I was brainwashed because I made a statement. Um, about one situation being different than the other. And that's where we are because we all want to to tell the story versus just let's look at it, assess it, and let's be honest with each other. Cops need to do better. Blacks need to do better. Whites need to do better. We're human beings. We all got uh, logs in our eyes, and we all need to work together, and we need to just decide which priority we're going to put where and how do we do that. Uh, but this 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 type of thing, this type of story, Ryan, it's a door latch, right? It, it is, and, and Martin, it's a door latch. And how could you not have? I mean, to me, that's a. I don't know. That so, seems yeah, like so that would have been it, a, it, a easy it, thing to know. Well, absolutely, Martin. I don't. I don't have a garage yet. I don't even have a carport at my house. Okay, but but I, I know that that a manual garage door. Everybody's got a rope there that you pull down, right? I mean, you know, for the fancy people that uh, live in those four car garages, uh, they got electronic. And I don't know how they mash one button and all four of them open at the same time. I have no clue because I've never. It, it has one, two, three, four. Okay. Right? That's okay. the way I live. Uh, okay. I'm Thank, thanks. I appreciate you, you, you catching me <laughs> yeah, up to yeah, speed. Yeah, but, yeah, one, two, three, four. Based on which car you drive. I'm just kidding. So, so when, when we look at it, uh, you, you think about it, it just. It's Martin. I said this earlier, and, it, and this goes to NASCAR. It goes to we play the victim so easy. We we're almost looking to be that guy. We're we're almost looking. I'm talking about NASCAR too. We we we're almost like uh, we we want to run out there, it, and and I think NASCAR ran out there too soon. Uh, but it, it just feels I feel like that that we're looking to play the victim so often. That, that it almost comes back to bite us a little bit. It's not even to be the victim, Ryan. It, that's just one side. See, and that's what we have to make sure. Part of it is being the victim. Part of it, the reason this, part of this is wanting to be the hero. Okay? Part of this is wanting to be the Lone Ranger. Part of this is wanting to be the person or the individual that, that, that shows themselves to be the one that, hey, I'm all in. So there's this rush to show that NASCAR wants to show, hey, we're not racist and we're we're behind Bubba Wallace and we're behind African Americans and, 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 and so the rush to show that could could have led to this. That makes sense? Absolutely. If, if, if we if we didn't have such a heated time, they probably would have taken time to investigate it. But what they didn't want to happen, Ryan, was someone see that, and then someone with the camera said, "Why did NASCAR not do anything?" Thing, yeah, great point. And, and they blasted out on Twitter that this was found, and NASCAR said nothing. So NASCAR was rushing out there to say, "Hey, we did this. We saw this. We're on it." Blah 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 blah. Because they were trying to beat the mob mentality of getting it out there first versus getting it right. And, and and carelessness, man, 
and this top is is so tainted. It's, it's almost like we're we're looking through, um, we're looking. You know how they say crimson colored glasses? Well, we're looking through everything through systematic uh, problems, uh, systemic problems. So everything is looking different now. Things that uh, there, there's a there's this thing, and I, I, there's a technical name for it. Like if I buy a red car, or and I ride, and it's a it's a Mustang. You know what I see all day? I see red Mustangs everywhere. There wasn't any more red Mustangs on the road uh, that day, other than mine. But I see all of them. Okay. Well, when all of a sudden something is brought to the forefront, you see it where everywhere. Now the same action that someone has done. I had someone tell me. I, I I really don't even know if I can tell I have an African this was a white person, I have an African American friend and I and this person told me I love dark skin and African American skin because it's so pretty and it's so smooth. She said, I've always told people that. I saw someone the other day and I was afraid to tell them that and give them a compliment because I was afraid it would be perceived wrong. Why? Because of this phenomenon that's happening. And that's what happened in this case. Everything looks like that. And it is some of that out there, but not everything is. Martin, and I'll give you the example of what we were talking about. Once you, you know, the old phrase of let the Jenny out of the bottle, it's hard to put it back in. And, and I'm going to read you yeah. just a headline, okay? Because, you know, I, I had a, a friend of mine in the radio business that came on, and uh, he was from Seattle. And he, he kind of gave us some insight of what it really is like up there. We only see... You know, we're not there. We're not able to dive any deeper. And he said, that's what's going on with it about a five-block radius. And, you know, he, he described it. But he said, really, if where I'm at, and he described, I can't remember the miles he said. It was, it was earlier today on the show. And he said, uh, th- this is, is what's really happening. You don't even see that from where I'm looking. I'm just a couple of miles away or whatever. And it, it's just that perception. But I almost put responsibility not only on NASCAR, but we got to go back as media just for a couple of minutes. We got to go back mm. a, as media because I'm going I'm to read you a story, and, and I'm going to let this one marinate. And we'll come back and talk about it just for a minute. This is Yahoo. This is this is the main this is the main page of a international website that people go. Feds won't press charges over NASCAR incident. Feds won't press charges over NASCAR incident. So you think about it. You're, what, what message is that right there, Cindy? It's not saying what was found to be, it, it was not what we thought it would be. It's pretty much not, is it an incorrect headline? No, it, it gets me to, to click. But some people never click. They never dive into that. And, and the initial story says feds won't press charges over NASCAR incident. You could easily take the assumption, oh, so there was something that happened, but the feds are not going to press charges? Right. And so it's, it's. I have to take responsibility as a member of the media. We do a poor, pitiful job of correction. We, 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 don't, we don't come back and, and, and search for the facts. We, we, don't, we don't dive deeper into it. And, I guess maybe that's a. This is a learning lesson for all of us. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. And we, like you said, we can talk about that a little bit yeah. more. And I want to make sure people don't think I'm crazy 
Uh, that phenomenon I was talking about, psychologists call it the Bader-Meinhof um, phenomenon, and it's more frequently called, uh, I mean, more oftenly called frequency illusion. And uh, and it's just like you buy a new car, and that's what you see. You talk about racism, uh, and that's what you see. You talk about, you know, fat people, you see. I mean, I'm just, I'm not being ugly with that. It's just whatever you talk about, and you continually get into it, you know, uh, Ryan, we should have always been washing our hands, right? Sure. But did we start washing our hands more because they said... Oh, a million percent. Right, but but that shouldn't have been the case. You, I mean, you know, my pizza box, I, I saw a pizza commercial saying that they, they don't touch my pizza from the time it comes out of the oven. <laughs> well, <laughs> have they been touching my pizza? You know, I'm like, I'm like but now, now you're conscious of just things happening because it's at the forefront. And I'm not saying racism shouldn't be at the forefront. I'm not saying systemic change shouldn't be at the forefront. I'm just saying that once that happens, it it is a responsibility of us as media people, especially, Ryan, to make sure we dig deeper and that our biases don't uh, taint the story. And then when it does, we don't come back and do something like what you just read. Well, Literally. They you... put a clickbait up there. They they could have changed that wording just a little bit uh, or just add it because there was nothing to charge. (laughs) But but they left it there so that the people who don't read, who just, you know, that that thumb disease, that thumb, you know, we we have carpal tunnel. We're going to have carpal thumb before long. (laughs) We will. uh, Because the people just go to Facebook and they just flip and roll up and they read the headline but they don't read the story and they just keep flipping and then they go out and share that story or, you know, or they share it with their network and then all of a sudden it's all over the place, but nobody's read the article. Major League Baseball's coming back. We'll talk about it. We'll dive a little deeper into it. Mark Houston, Ryan Fowler, Alabama tradition here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. So a lot of things that we're discussing, Alabama tradition, the past, present, future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. We're going to work our way to that. Uh, Martin, I want to go back and just touch a couple of more things. I don't want to close the door completely on this NASCAR story. I want to make sure that uh, we can come back and discuss this. But, you know, I've I've told you multiple times, I said that one of the scariest things about being a member of the media is the art of persuasion we have. If, If you give me three days... I believe I can make Nick Saban look like a bad football coach. Um, Absolutely. And so you you gather that, and it's like we we make up our opinion, and then we try to prop it up. And and we've talked about this multiple times, how scary it is to be in this role that the responsibility that you take, that you really – you have the balance of pushing people one way or the other. Yeah, and that's what's so so interesting, Ryan, is – our, our shows are based on opinions. Um, when they have to opinions be. aren't, yeah, and, and an opinion uh, are, should be grounded in facts, but there may be additional facts that come along. And when those come along, just say, you know, up until this point, this is the way I saw this. 
but I got some more information, and now I was wrong. But but in the media, we can't say it that clear. We we have to still, as you say, prop up our opinion. And and what that does, Ryan, if you do that, then it, it causes you to have a different delivery of where you play in in, ter- in terms of breaking stories, right? If, if you have that mindset you and I are talking about, then you you don't have a problem because you, you, you won't run out there with every type of story. But if you run out there with every type of story and then you're continuously uh, having to apologize for being wrong, what happens? You lose your credibility. And the way these guys keep their credibility is they keep breaking stories and then they really don't ever come back and balance out what they broke. So what is the role, I guess, Martin, in your opinion, of the consumer? Because haven't we as a consumer, because I also consume media too, we don't want to wait to tomorrow morning to read the paper. Mm. I mean, we, yeah, we well, want it right now. I want it right now. Don't don't make me wait on it. Yeah, our role is, um, uh, and I, I use my church as an example, Ryan. Um People don't have to tell me when they're going to leave my church. Um, if I, I don't, I, and I've never seen a person's tithe record in the history of my church. I've never looked at a tithe record. But this is what I always tell people: people vote with their wallet, right? Um, if all of a sudden I don't have to know who, uh, but if all of a sudden the offerings start going down, I have to go. Something's changed. Somebody has disconnected or there's something going on in the economy, or something is always an indicator. And that's what our role as consumers uh, is, Ryan. And we keep reading it, (laughs) we keep consuming it, and they keep making advertising dollars and money off of it, then nothing's going to change. And the quality that we get is going to get worse and worse and worse. And now it's to a point, Ryan, I'm in the media uh, to a limited degree, and I'm skeptical of nine out of ten stories I hear uh, on, on, on major news networks. Well, because I, I almost see um, what's really going on. I mean, I, right. I, I mean, you, you could turn on – and see, I think the other part of it, as, as consumers, like I said, I'm guilty of it too. You, you, you go to the news that will be more relatable to you. If you want a – a uh, left-wing uh, slant of it, you, you go one way. If you want a right-wing slant of it, you go one way. I mean, I don't even know if there's a middle ground. I mean, I I, I mean, I guess so, somebody told me you go to BBC, which is uh, British news, to provide <laughs> to provide. But I mean, e- even from their you know standpoint, I'm sure it's somewhat biased, but to, to less biased, I guess would be the best way to say it. And my thing is, Ryan, what you do is you listen to both sides. And, and and I do. I mean, I, I consume uh, CNN. I consume Fox. I I consume, and I, I had actually seen OAN a couple times. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but I've I've seen BBC. I've seen all of those. And, and to me, that's kind of my my style. My um, uh, I whenever I'm presented with something, Ryan, I always I don't always do it, but my goal is to try to see the other perspective, even if I don't agree with it, and I know I don't agree with it, it still helps me to understand where they're coming from. And then if I want to persuade them to my side, then I need to know what 
pressure point uh, to, to hit. If I'm trying to convince, I, I told him I'm trying to teach a kid how to do a certain play, Ryan. If I'm standing on the defensive side of the ball and telling him and describing it from my perspective, he probably won't get it. But if I go stand behind him and point from his perspective and say, this time I want you to go uh, at the left foot of the guard, uh, well, when I, if I do that from the defensive side, I say left foot, he sees what? He sees me pointing at the kid's right foot maybe because that's the left looking at me. And so that's why the power of getting – Multiple perspectives is where you have to go, but we 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 don't like that, Ryan. We like people to confirm what we already think. Don't you dare conflict what I'm already thinking. Well, and and you know, you look back at the University of Alabama, and I've often said, uh, you know, coming through a science field, uh, which is an area that challenges uh, your faith, uh, they, they will challenge you uh, in a lot of different areas. And I've often told people that at times they made my faith even stronger because listening Absolutely. to some of the, uh, the probability, you know, I, I've explained, uh, you know, the fingers closing. How many things, if you believe in the law of statistics, that everything has got to happen for your fingers to close and, and reach the palm, uh, you believe in chance a lot more than I do because it, and so it, it confirmed my faith, but but it almost makes it stronger if you do listen to people that oppose your opinions and your beliefs and your values that you, you go out and, you know, you, you hear, as you said, both sides have kind of the argument. I, I am a stronger Christian today, and I am a better pastor uh, today, Ryan, because I have friends who don't believe the way I believe. I have associates that don't believe the way I believe. Um, I have people who live die directly opposite lifestyles of what I believe, but it makes me stronger in my my belief system and my resolve with what I believe uh, to, to be the case as a result of those different types of experience. And, and I don't know if that makes me weird or different, but I have studied uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I have studied the Mormon faith. I've studied Islam. I've, I've studied, um, um, you know, atheism. I've, I've studied evolution. I've studied all of those, Ryan, uh, and and none of them stand up to what I believe. Uh, and so it, my faith is stronger, not because I'm blind faith, but because I have seen it and tested it, and I even checked out the others to see what they have to say and offer on those same topics. So when when you... You know, when when you think about it, you, you begin to look at uh, so many different stories. You 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 back up, and you know it's the the role uh, as media. We get it wrong sometimes, but I think that innocent uh, come back and say, "Hey, I, as you as you mentioned earlier, we, hey, I missed that one. Hey, I, I didn't get that one right. I I, I missed that one." I, I think it humanizes us because I think yeah, sometimes, you know, like like you and Jalen. I mean, you missed that one, right? He's second round draft pick, wasn't he? No, well, <laughs> Martin, you want to go there? I could, I could not resist. Hey, that. where right, where, that where was, was Tua drafted in this NFL draft? Um, hey, he was the first round draft. He was the first pick, highest pick quarterback. I never argued that. I, hey, listen, I always said Tua was great. I never said Tua wasn't. I'm just I'm just asking a question for those, and you may have been in that category. I'm not sure. 
But there were several that said Jalen wouldn't be drafted. So now, Ryan, in front of the whole world, I need you to say, man. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute now. (laughs) I want a sack of crystals on Jalen Hurts. (laughs) I bet a sack of crystals that he would be drafted in the first three rounds. I didn't think he'd be drafted in the first round. Where was he drafted at? Where was he? Because I know it was the first three. Second round. Okay, so yeah, so, yeah I remember getting a text uh, because me being a cowboy guy, uh, I was sitting out on my lawnmower, and I looked down, and Martin Houston had sent me a text and said, uh, I can't remember how you said it, but it said, God's got a God, sense of humor. God has a sense of humor. He, I mean, he literally put Jalen Hurts back in your life for at least, you know, four or five more years. Yeah, so, but he's not going to play. Like, he's not going to play, so, so now, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I just, I'm trying matter. to throw gasoline still, on the fire. He's still in your life, right? If he doesn't play a play, I'm going to bring it up if no one else does. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Every week, this is the week they're going to bring out Wildcat. <laughs> and and we'll, we'll see. And maybe it gets my Cowboys. You never know. It could be a drive. I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if I'm sitting there watching yes. and, and he and – he, you know, my playoffs need a win to, to win the NFC East. and uh, Oh, man, no, 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 please, please. Jalen, don't do it to me, man. I mean, I'm sorry for everything. I mean, uh, Russ, if that happens, man, I'm telling you, if it comes down, Wentz goes down, Jalen has to come off the bench, uh, the football gods love me if that happens. I'm telling you. <laughs> I guess the Cowboys did knock them out of the playoffs. You, you you can't write those types. I'm I'm pulling for that though, Ron. Hey, even though I'm a Cowboys and, guy, and and see that's the other degree. that's the other part is in media. I mean, I'm being transparent tonight. Is we pull for conversation pieces? Absolutely. I mean, and, and see, I guess maybe that's a bias. That's why I've always said when people say that I'm unbiased. You have a bias, whether it is bias toward right. a team, uh, bias on a financial side. Uh, bias because you want things to write about, talk about, uh, video about. Uh, anyway, well, we'll get into that, Martin. We're up against this break. Major League Baseball targets a 60-game season. We're going to talk about that, that baseball's coming back. How does this impact college football? In three minutes on Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. What we do. This is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. So we continue the conversation. You got Major League Baseball coming back. You got Tom Brady looking at the NFL and saying, forget it. Uh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And uh, you're, you're going to like it. So we're going to get to that coming up in a couple seconds here. Uh, but, Martin, we look at sport by sport. You know, NASCAR doing what they've been able to do to get people back in uh, you know, the grandstands to watch races. Uh, you've got now Major League Baseball. Uh, and I'll, I'll read you the terms. Jeff Passon reporting from ESPN. Major League Baseball Players Association has agreed to report training camps by July the 1st, play a 60-game season, sources tell ESPN, but the deal is not finalized yet. One last health and safety hurdle to get over Major League Baseball will be back a week from tomorrow. So one week from tomorrow, um, the Major League Baseball camps will open up and uh, they'll have a couple of weeks of training. And then they'll be back to playing 60 games is what the, uh, according to Jeff Passon from ESPN. 
anytime you see uh, a step forward, Ryan, and, and you know when you're trying to uh, relaunch in anything, and in this case, um, sports in general, it, it's a positive step. So I'm really, really glad to to see that that's the case. And now we have to watch it and see how they're able to manage things and manage the testing, et cetera, uh, and whether they're able to get this season in. Well, but Martin, we look at it, and we discussed this earlier, when you look at college players testing positive. I read a stat where Darren Ravel put it out, 2.4% of college athletes are being tested at a positive rate. Compared to that same age bracket, no, actually not same, similar age bracket of 18 to 29, which would add a couple of more, actually not just a couple, about four or five more years, uh, it's about 17%. Either way, 2.4 compared to 17, we take about the umbrella that the university is under, best physicians, best training staff, yeah, it's an environment that may not... uh, you know, it, it may be contagious, it may be an epidemiology report, but it's, uh, you know, you almost say that they're under better care than they would be if, if you know, you went back in an environment that's not controlled. Uh, absolutely. I think that the environment itself is, is controlled. And, and Ryan, I, I don't know, uh, I know coaches aren't praying this because it can be a deadly virus, uh, but I, I think you, if you, they can't say this, so I'll, I'll say it. Uh, but I think these coaches, once their players get it and get over it, get through it without any symptoms, et cetera, these coaches are happy to a degree. And what do I mean by that? You and I grew up where your mom, your grandma, everybody, when somebody got chicken pox in the neighborhood, what'd they do? They sent everybody down to that kid's house to go ahead and get it over with make it run through pretty quick. I'm not saying that's what coaches are doing, but if the antibiotic thing proves to be true, aren't coaches going to be happy that the majority of their players got it during the summer and recovered? Um, If it's going to be, you know, that, that type of situation where we're still fighting it this fall. Well, and, and if you're inside that locker room, And, Martin, this is the other part that we talk about how we believe things on the surface. I've never bought this college football rebuttal about safety. I I believe it's safety for one thing. I believe it's safety inside of a courtroom. I I believe it's a liability thing. I don't believe that they really care uh, uh, truly about the safety. I think it's about their safety of their paycheck and their liability. I, I won't say they don't care, Ryan. I will say that the extreme in which they go to it um, is probably like some of the things, some of the rules they've made um, really didn't have to do with safety. Like teaching guys how to tackle with their head up and all of that, I think that's legit. You know, this whole – how many kids were really getting injured on special teams? Just a small percentage, uh, but if you don't do that and people start talking about it, then you put yourself in that case where you say liability. So I think that uh, yeah, do they care about the neck injuries and those types of things? But are these rules all about safety? No, uh, these rules are about uh, the appearance of safety and being able to stand up in a court of law 
and say, Judge, we did everything within our power to make this game as safe as possible, and these are the steps we took. Well, Martin, I take Tom Brady. Uh, the story there where Tom Brady got together with some of his teammates, they went down to a local high school, and you think about that environment, and then you think about the NFL facility. What would you be more comfortable in? The NFL facility where you've got the best staff, the best physicians that money can buy. Uh, you bring those guys in. You make sure that you're going through all the protocol to protect your athletes. Um, and Or a local high school. And I'm not criticizing a local high school. I'm just saying, what 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 is more? what would you feel more safer in? Well, it would show you. I mean, they're showing you, first of all, I think that the players in that case are comfortable with whatever's out there. Uh, And if you ask me which one I think is going to uh, present the best opportunity for there to not be an outbreak and it not to spread or anything like that, or to be found out if someone has it, then it's the professional facility. And to your point, uh, these athletes uh, who, especially those first ones, Ryan, who were testing, they didn't get that because we started back workouts. They came back from wherever they were at with that. And and would that – how many people would they have affected, infected, I mean, uh, had they not been back here? So this is a safer environment, getting these guys back together. That's why baseball and NBA are all trying to do bubble-type approaches to getting their seasons going. And that's all they're doing right now with the workout. Well, and then when you when you when you think about uh, this environment, this it, there's just so many things to wrap your head about. Uh, where where you know we get college football, but to what extent? I mean, it, and I'm glad baseball's doing this. I, but the next thing I want to know is how many fans can watch these games because that that's yeah. the next hurdle that we have to overcome. It, it, it absolutely is, Ryan. And that that's kind of the the thought process is um, you have to start somewhere. So get the players back on the field, see if you can contain it that way, and then go back to the fans. And here's 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 a question I have, Ryan, about this whole thing. Like I said, the virus is serious, it's real, etc. But once again, media, we're reporting spikes in numbers. Tell me all the numbers. Because this disease uh, is not about infections to me. I mean, because if we start reporting on flu infections and cold infections, you you would get scared to leave your house then because you realize how much uh, germs and viruses and stuff are out there. I I want someone to start showing me, you know, in Tuscaloosa, we were considered a hot spot, Ryan. But... In the last two weeks, our beds, our hospital is going from the 80s to the 40s. So is it possible that this virus has mutated and is still infecting, but maybe it's not as bad? I don't know. But that's the question you have to start asking is, what does the test mean? Is, is the test going from infection to hospitalization to ICU to death? Or is it just we're getting more people infected, but because of treatment and expectation and speed of catching it, are we containing it? It's just we're getting infection like you get the flu or you get the other thing. 
in in the and it's not doing all those other crazy things it used to do. And that's the part I, I'm not hearing, and that's what I want to hear is what's happening on the other side of these fights. Well, and, and Martin, the other part of this, and, and I know I've picked on media here for a couple of minutes. Let me pick on politicians for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that everything is a lot of this stuff is being politicized, and it so much so that it's made me almost create a barrier uh, from what I need to do. It's like I have this distrust so much that anything coming out of the government, I'm now questioning. Right. I'm in the same boat uh, on the pandemic. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat in um, the systemic racism. I'm in the same boat. I I take everything... um, at face value and then go, what does that really mean? You know, I said on my show and I said on here, Ryan, our nation has built a political machine powerhouse that must have a nation divided or somebody's going to have to give up their little place in the palace. And, and that's what, that's, that's part of why we can't get any systemic change is because people are always, making decisions not for the betterment of the people but for the betterment of their own position government has our politics have two two goals ryan control us and protect their place and 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 whatever that is but but doesn't this create that false pretense when when we see it and and we know it is happening i mean am i right about this yeah oh totally agree that's what i'm saying and so it makes me skeptical uh, PC, I wrote over four years ago, PC, political correctness is going to be the downfall of our nation. And, um, I, and I, I hope I'm wrong, um, with that. Uh, I, I just wish people would make decisions truly for the benefit of the people that are called to serve, the people that are called to lead, the people that are called to protect. Uh, and we don't have people in a lot of positions, those positions. Uh, doing that, and therefore it makes people like me sometimes. Even though I'm a very positive, optimistic person, I'm skeptical of our media and our politicians uh, virtually from uh, the front door all the way up to the White House. I'm I'm with you uh, because it it just, it's, uh, I I feel like that the goals of some of this is not what they tell us on the on the front because I, I think we've been lied to with the pandemic, which makes me trust uh, them even less. They were we were told that we we're going to push the curve down. We did that. They still haven't released us fully. I mean, there's people in this state uh, that are still not released fully. Martin, I got like 20 seconds, man. We can find yeah. Martin Houston mornings at 6 a.m. Final thoughts, man. Yeah, well, I, I want to say, Ryan. There's good politicians out there. There's good police officers. There's good people. I hate a broad brush, and and so I want to make sure that uh, for those of you who are doing your jobs and leading, protecting, and serving uh, correctly, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, know that there's a lot of people out here that support you and, and and do that. And so if you're not the person I was talking to, I apologize for using that broad brush. Uh, we're, hey, America, it is what it is. We are where we are. Uh, let's make the most of it. Uh, I'll close out this rhyme with, like I do my show, uh, this is the day the Lord's made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Take the time today to love someone, serve someone, uh, notice someone, and you be the difference you want to see in the world. And I'll just add this to it. 
don't allow things. If there's one learning lesson that we can learn from this NASCAR event, don't rush to make those quick judgments uh, and don't allow certain events to divide uh, because NASCAR is having to walk back a lot of things that they've said. And it's one of these that you rush to judgment, just a little bit more investigation, just a little bit more work ethic to dive a little deeper to search for the truth. Uh, then, then we probably wouldn't sit here and have this conversation. Uh, it's Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. Until next time, right here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Warm and very humid this afternoon and tonight will maintain the chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow, cloudy at times. Scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms are likely. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Stay connected with Alabama Tradition. Subscribe to Alabama Tradition on YouTube. Follow at Alabama Tradition on Twitter. And find tons of original content and more at alabamatradition.com. AutoZone.